Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves from Maccas, Juicy Angus Beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. Ah, yes, indeed. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can. However you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in, wonderful to have your company on the Macca's Run. And we do it all for McDonald's. Earn rewards with every Macca's Run. Order via the My Macca's app and start earning today. Your say on the news of the day is what the Macca's Run is all about. The open line is exactly that, open for Harcourts, for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts, your move your Harcourts, you can text on 0433981116, the temper text, temper, a mattress like no other, wherever you're finding us, however you're finding us. Uh, it's great to have you on board and plenty to discuss as well. Uh, joining us uh, very shortly, Port Adelaide Royalty. Greg Phillips will be on the program after Erin Phillips announced today that she will be joining uh, Port Adelaide as their, in, as their marquee signing for the upcoming AFLW season. She was supposed to be their signing and she had agreed to be their marquee signing in 2017, but Port Adelaide did not get the rights to an AFLW team. Uh, and after winning three premierships and two league best and fairest, Aaron Phillips uh, will now be heading to uh, Port Adelaide. So we'll speak to Greg uh, in just a moment. A lot going on, broadcast rights, everybody very passionate and up and about a lot being said about broadcast rights. Apparently, Gill and Andrew Dillon and Travis Ald have been flown over to the US and Channel 10, Paramount, are they going to swoop in and steal the whole thing? And there's a whole lot to play out over the next couple of years. Uh, the end of 2024 is when this current deal uh, expires. My question to you is, do you care? Do, do you care about who has the rights and where are the rights? Does it Does it have any impact on your... Uh, 24-7 greater world? Or do you just want to make sure that you can see footy when you want to and how you want to? one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Does it enter your realm of thinking two years out from when any change would actually be taking place? Or are you watching this like a hawk? Does it really have a massive impact on you and your life? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The big story of the day: Melbourne, a uh, COVID situation unfolding for them. Uh, Simon Goodwin will not be coaching uh, against the Hawks on Saturday. Arvo, uh, Luke Jackson won't be playing. Cosie Pickett won't be playing. Tom Sparrow won't be playing. They're going to get hopefully get uh, Jake Lever and Todd Viney back. But Adam Uze will become, I think, the fifth coach to be a uh, a COVID stand-in coach, and they've got a 
pretty darn good track. Or might be the sixth. They've got a pretty darn good track record. They haven't lost a game yet, the COVID fill-ins. This was uh, Adam Uze today in Melbourne's press conference giving an update. Yeah, he's in good spirits. He's, um, yeah, he's just obviously tested positive this morning. So, um, yeah, we've had a couple of discussions already to make sure that the program stays the same. And, um, yeah, he's in good spirits. Yeah, well, it won't be just myself. So, obviously, everyone's got to step up. Our senior coaches out of the program. So, um, we'll have different staff members doing different roles um, to help um, fill that void. So, um, I'll just be the face of it for this week. So, um, yeah, feel comfortable in doing it, though. Uh, Adam Uze, uh, former Melbourne great, uh, did a, a long-term apprenticeship with the Hawks as well, and Alistair Clarkson, considered by many to be one of the next uh, senior coaches in waiting. He commented on how they will manage the coaching shuffle. Uh, yeah, we've got a plan in place, and that, and that will be that will evolve over the next couple of days as well. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll coach from the, um, the box game day, um, but then leading into the game, so all week will be really similar. I'll be a midfield coach up until game day, and then and then take the reins on game day and just um, transfer the message from all of the coaches. So, um, yeah, nothing will, nothing will change leading into the game other than the face of um, whoever's speaking game day. Adam Uze also uh, gave a, a, a very sharp backhander and really did uh, whack any talk of going undefeated on the head. Uh, well, kicking 22 points last week is a reason <laughs> to know that we're not in it. We're not playing the best footy that we can play. So, um, yeah, we want to win each week, but we want to play our brand each week as well. So um, we haven't done that uh, on a consistent basis at all this year. So there's been patches in games where we've been below par. So um, each week we go out with a plan to beat an opposition, but at the same time we go out in a plan to play our way. So um, that's, our, that's our focus every week, not how many, how many wins we have for the year. Yeah, so they'll be out of... Out of um, isolation tomorrow, so um, yeah, they both. I think uh, actually Jake's in today, so he'll he'll train today. Um, so that's terrific. We've got two leaders back in the program, um, which will be handy. So we obviously missed those two guys last week, and it'll be good to have them back in. So Adam Uze, rubbishing talk of uh, going undefeated, uh, and also speaking about the availability of Jack Viney and Jake Lever, who missed uh, the win against the Tigers on Anzac Eve with COVID. John Longmire, Sydney Swans coach, also spoke today, gave an update on Paddy McCartan. Uh, just in relation to Paddy, look, he, he's feeling fine. I mean, obviously the complicated factor in this was probably the vision. And um, what the vision doesn't provide is context or background, and it leaves, uh, leaves things open for interpretation without knowing the facts behind it. And um, the reality was... He felt fine, and even though a few people probably jumped to some conclusions during the course of the game, um, he was really good. He was just disappointed that he, he couldn't get back onto the ground, first of all, and then second of all, he knew that that had ruled him out for this week. So that was his disappointment. That was the explanation for how he felt in the rooms at half-time, and um, I think if you understand the context of what he's been through, that's understandable. Yeah, I think it gets inflamed by the, the vision that was shown. Personally, I, I don't think that vision should be shown at half-time in those situations. Uh, I saw Ollie Wines a few weeks ago uh, was wide up and, and um, had a few issues at half-time that no-one knew about, and I didn't think that should have been shown. I felt uncomfortable with that as well. I think there's a responsibility um, to, to, to actually get the facts first and, and don't go with, uh, without any context or, or, or just jump to conclusions. I think that's maybe an issue for the AFL Players Association to take up with.
he, he felt terrific. His emotion was purely based on the fact that he was ruled out of the game and he knew he'd missed uh, this week. And you can understand there's a bit of anxiety with, with Paddy as well going into those... Um, into that process after what he's been through. And so uh, even... And, and particularly when he actually feels really good and he was actually disappointed, he understands that the, the doctors ruled him out and we absolutely back our doctors in, thought they were you know, fantastic. But in the end, um, that was the, the context behind the vision. And I don't think many people really took that on board. Sydney coach John Longmire uh, speaking about Paddy McCartan, his view on the vision from the rooms that was being shown live during that game, um, it was quite distressing to see Paddy McCartan so visibly distressed. Um, in the, I was doing that game at the time, and the consensus, though, pretty quickly turned to the fact that it seemed like what he was upset about was just not being able to get back out there. You initially thought when you saw his head in his hands that, oh, no, that's the worst. This is the worst-case news. But um, then you could figure out by the way that he was in- interacting um, with the with the doc um, and, and the way in which um, he was expressing frustration it clearly seemed to be that that frustration was about not being able to play. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Harcourts open line is exactly that for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. Your move, your Harcourts. Uh, a couple of little bits and pieces making news just before we get to Joe from Roville, John O, Michael, Dave as well. Um, Sam Edmund reporting today that James Sisley is set to re-sign at the Hawks. Uh, there was interest from Collingwood, substantial interest, and offers coming from elsewhere. Fourth in intercept uh, possessions this year, number one in marks. He's having a very, very good year back from long-term injury. James Sisley set to captain the Hawks against the, the D's this weekend. So that's a very, very big signing as well. And the last question I want to ask you is this. Last year, Max Lawton from Fox Sports wrote a great article, um, and he gave the breakdowns on round by round over the last 26 years how many teams come into the eight and how many teams go out of the eight as you get further and further along in the year and closer and closer to finals. Last year, on average, after 26 years, 2.88 teams... Sorry, 5.88 teams are set in the eight. So let's just round that up to six. So six out of the top eight teams stay in the eight from round six on. So last year, going out of the eight were Frio and Richmond. Coming into the eight by the end of the year were Essendon and the Giants. Now, at that stage, they'd both just won two games and were sitting 12th and 14th, respectively. So what that tells us is, on average, by the end of this year, two of the teams that are currently in the top eight are not going to be, and two of the teams that are out of the top eight are not going to be. I'd love you to tell me who you think those two teams will be going out and who those two teams you think will be coming in. So at the moment, and this is not going to make me popular at home, I've got Carlton and Collingwood dropping out. Collingwood just, it's going to be so tough for them. Long-term injury to uh, Brodie Grundy. It means that Cameron now has to come out of the forward line, into the ruck. They're struggling enough for key forwards as it is, and I just think that makes their task all the more harder. These aren't criticisms for these teams. Really happy and, and really enjoy watching Collingwood play, just as I enjoy watching Carlton play, but I think they're on a long-term journey with Michael Voss. Uh, and I think Pitnet's been a really big factor in the wins that they've had this year, to not have him and then have to restructure in that area as well. And just some injuries starting to pile up. I can see Carlton and Collingwood going out of the eight. I still can see the Bulldogs being able to rewrite their ship. And I'm tossing a coin between the Tigers, who I'm not prepared to write off just yet. They've got that much star power. And if Dusty can come back, then I'll I'll jump on them 
to be able to climb their way back in. And if it's not the Tigers, then I think the Crows can take that spot, the last spot in the eight. So I'd love you to get involved in that. Just put your thinking caps on. History tells us over the last 27 years that two teams after round six are going to drop out and two teams are going to come in. Six teams that are in there now will be in there at the end of the year. That's what history tells us. So let me know your thoughts. one three hundred seven three six. 736. Uh, let's get to Joe in Roville, who's been waiting patiently. He wants to talk about Paddy McCartan. G'day, Joe. G'day, Sammy. How are you? Um, good, buddy. Where, where I work, I'm going to take the horse on that. Yeah, I'm just... My work about Paddy McCartan, I'm just really, really concerned and worried about the poor guy, you know? Uh, he's told me about the, the constant um, headaches and all that sort of stuff that he gets from concussion. I lost my mum only a couple of years ago from Alzheimer's dementia. I, I mean, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen to Paddy, but he's got to think of his health. He's only a young guy. What, he's in his mid-20s, isn't he? Yeah, mid-20s? Yeah, when was he drafted? 2014. Uh, so I think that would put him in his mid-20s, yep. Yeah. yeah, mid-20s. I mean, this guy's got his whole life to live. So, you know what, there's other careers. I'm not saying that that's what, I mean, footy is what he loves to do and that's what he wants to do. But you know what, Sammy, you've got your whole life to live. Yeah, no, I hear you, Joe. Yeah, no. You're a good man, and I understand the concerns, and I appreciate the call. Um, it is – look, that's going to be a question, and David King spoke about that earlier in the week. Should it just be his decision? Um, you know, Gary Lyon knows him well, uh, and he's spoken about that, and this is what he wants to do, and, and we are all afforded, and he's gone to ev- – he's – Got, got more advice. He, he's seen more experts from what Gary says than anybody. He is so well informed about what has occurred, what can occur, what he needs to do and everything like that. And he's, he's so he's making the most informed. He's got every bit of information available to him. And this is the path that he's, he's keen to go down. And, uh, you know, it is all our own choice in the end about how we choose to live our life. And, uh, and this is how he wants to live his. And I can totally, totally understand that. But I get the commentary around should it just be his choice? I understand him because people are coming from a, a place of care when they when they talk about that. They only want to see what's best for him and I understand that you're in that uh, basket as well. Uh, apologies for what just happened there. We're, I'm in the dance... St- we've, we've just got the, the panel back in the downstairs studio and I've pressed a button that I shouldn't have. Uh, so apologies if you were hearing about four things happening at once there. Uh, Jono is in sunshine. G'day, Jono. G'day, bloke. How are you? I'm good, mate. What have you got for me? TV rights. Yeah, a couple of things. But TV rights. Most people wouldn't care about TV rights purely because the AFL isn't going to do anything for the public. All they're going to do is squeeze whatever dollars they can squeeze squeeze out of a TV right. So at the end of the day, it's not about the supporter. It's about how much money they can squeeze out. And that's what they're going to do. Irrespective of everyone going, who, how, we want this, we want that. It's all about money. It's got nothing to do with anything else but money. And that's what it's all about. Um, And secondly, I want to say, if they keep playing with the game the way they're playing and changing rules and bringing in these rules that that are sterilising this game, the, the next rights after these will be half what they get this time because people are starting to turn off. People, I, I, I've got a bunch of friends. We're all football fanatics. We go to the football with this. Thomas won't even watch the footy anymore because it's so frustrating watching the game now 
because of all these new interpretations and new rules that come into the game, which is so far away from the original game that we all wanted to love. I understand you've got to protect people's heads and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, like the descent rule and all this stuff, it's, it's, just, it's just gone berserk. And the game, it's a combative game. You know, like a few blokes got knee injuries on the weekend. So now we're talking about do we change the centre square? Do we do a tip-off instead of a rucking contest? You know, it, it's got to stop because people will be turned off this game if it keeps getting sanitised all the time. and it... John, I appreciate the call, mate. I've got a lot of other people banked up, brother. I hope you feel like you've been able to have your say, and, and I appreciate your ringing to do so. Uh, Michael's in Caroline Springs. G'day, Mick. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Yeah, my biggest concern about footy rights going forward is I suspect at some stage we'll be paying per game to watch. So, you know, maybe in the Anzac Day game, you'll actually have to pay a fee. Oh. Um actually just watch that particular game? I don't reckon that had happened, Michael. I know that, and, and, and I know that, uh, I know that, um, uh, was it Jono that we just had on? Uh, yeah, I know that Jono didn't have much faith that the AFL was going to do the right thing by the fans, but I think that they, I, I don't ever think it would get to the point where they would deny fans free-to-air access. Uh, history and, and the proof's in the pudding all around the place that the moment you don't have free-to-air... Um, is the moment that you, you, you really do drop substantial. I know ratings are down on People are going to point out ratings are down on seven and all that kind of stuff. But you have to have a free-to-air component. You just have to. And I, and I don't... And, and what the AFL are, uh, Michael, is that they are the, 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 they are the keepers of the game. And I, and I would trust and I have every faith that they wouldn't disadvantage the game so much to make you have to pay for it uh, for each and every game. But you know, I, I hear your fear, but I, I think you can rest easy. I, they would never do that. It is, they're entrusted to do what's right for the game and, and keep the best interests of the game at heart. And the game is, is there for the fans. And if the fans can't access it, then you might as well pack up the whole thing. Um, I've said all often that it's a symbiotic relationship, this thing, that they, are the, that they are the keepers of the game and the safeguarders of the game, but your stakeholders are the fans and the broadcasters. And, and, and in media, we care about the broadcast rights because, you know, it, it, it's what we do. That's what we are. We're broadcasters. And the players care because about 80% of their wages come from the broadcast rights. So, but I was curious to know, as fans, do you care? Are you as invested in this story? Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, Dave's on the road. Before we get a quick break, g'day, Dave. How are you, mate? Just turn your radio down there for me, Dave. I will do. All right, fire away. Yeah. All right, we might get Dave to fix up his phone, and we'll come back to him on the other side of this. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Harcourt, the Harcourt open line is exactly that. One three hundred seven three six seven three six for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. Your move, your Harcourts. Text in zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The temper text temper mattress like no other. The Maccas run. Earn rewards with every Maccas run. Order via the My Maccas app and start earning today. The Maccas run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. So the level of disputing decisions, would you say it has significantly reduced from last year to this year? Yeah, my experience on field has supported that. And it's just, um, you're just not having to, first of all, do your job and, and, and make a call and, and say you pay a free. 
and then you've got manage six explanations. I'll come back to you after the shot at goal. You know, da 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 da. There's none of that. It's it's we're just I just get to do my job, um, which is I've got to try and focus on that, and then allow the players to just do their job, which I think is a pretty decent starting point. Ray Chamberlain speaking to Jerry Whaley earlier today. Always a must listen, Razor. It we need to hear more from the umpires, and he does a wonderful job coming in off his own bat to answer your questions and to talk about the big issues um, of the game. And there's none bigger at the moment than uh, dissent, and it was great to hear his thoughts on that. He spoke about the arms out evolving as well, and also given how tough things are for umpires at the minute, they don't really have a home base. Uh, They're only getting able to train once a week. Um, They've got no gym access. There's a whole range of stuff. Carolyn Wilson wrote a great article about that uh, in The Age from the weekend. Well worth a read. He gave his views on the umpire unity at the moment in some pretty tough times as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the Harcourt's open line for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourt. This is the Macca's Run. Earn rewards with every Macca's Run. Order via the My Macca's app and start earning today. Greg Phillips, Port Adelaide legend, to join us about Aaron Phillips joining Port Adelaide in the AFLW. Uh, but more of your calls. Dave on the road. Dave, did we sort out your phone, brother? You did. Thank you, mate. Thank you for your patience. Um, yeah, about the, um, about the free-to-air. Um, look, I think there's a couple of examples there. Um, 2005, England won the Ashes. They were on Channel 4 BBC. They sold the rights to Sky. And uh, participation in cricket absolutely plummeted for a decade after that. Yeah, right. And uh, then also, um, you've got the most corporate, you know, corporate uh, sport in the world, the NFL. It's still on ABC. It's still on NBC in yeah. America because you have to have a free-to-air component. Yeah. It has to be part of the deal. Now, well said. Dave, and really, much, really appreciate your call. And there's people making a very valid point that there are a lot of games that aren't on free-to-air, but you still get the prime time slots. So Friday, Thursday when it's on, uh, Anzac Day, uh, Grand Final, uh, Finals. So th- those are that's what we were talking about there, That and the fear that maybe every game will go behind a paywall. I cannot ever see a day where that happens, and fingers and toes and everything like that crossed. That, and I'm, I'm sure the AFL will do the right thing. Uh, when we come back, Greg Phillips, Port Adelaide Royalty, uh, will speak about uh, Aaron's decision to cross from the Crows to the Power in the AFLW. We'll do that next. The Things work out now. Good afternoon. Yeah, and it's crazy. funny. So it's funny how things work out where. You know, I, I got the opportunity to, to represent the Crows and it's been, like I said, some of the best years of my life. And, um, you know, I've got friends, friendships out of there that will last forever. And But, you know, to, to get the opportunity, I suppose, at this point in my career to, to, to play for a club that I've always loved um, was too good, yeah, too good to turn, up, turn down. Uh, Aaron Phillips, which you heard not once but twice, all happening at the same time. Apologies. Uh, just a couple of little gremlins uh, that are sneaking in, uh, but it's great to be uh, on the new desk. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Greg Phillips, Port Adelaide Royalty, set to join us. If you are sitting next to Greg anywhere uh, around the country at the moment, if you just, uh, just want to give him a little nudge and... Asking to answer his phone, uh, that would be wonderful. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The Harcourts open line is open for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. Your move 
your Harcourts. Uh, we do it all for Maccas. Earn rewards with every Maccas run. Order via the My Maccas app and start earning today. Uh, let's go to Josh in Campbell's Creek, who's been waiting patiently. G'day, Josh. Hi, oh, g'day. How's it going? Good, mate. You want to talk TV rights? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I apologise if this idea has already been caught up and or you've mentioned it. I've just jumped on the line. Um, but my idea would be um, that I think it was Channel 10. Correct me, excuse me, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Channel 10 back in the day where they used to have the Saturday afternoon football and then before the Saturday night game they'd have a footy show with Susie and the couple yeah, of Yeah, before the game. Yep. Um, yeah, before the game. Um, Strawny? And I, yeah, Strawny and, um, yeah, a few others. And I, I think that they could potentially do something with Channel 7 because Fox 40, I don't think you could really change a lot with them. They've basically got everything covered. Um, but not a lot of... Like, there's some people that can't afford that. Um, so maybe bringing back Saturday afternoon footy and then a footy show on Saturday night, either before the game or after the game, could be our idea. So five games plus a couple of footy shows. Um, that could be an idea. Maybe that would bring in the views and money for Channel 7. Good on you, Josh. Appreciate you taking the time to call, mate. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I think it was in the article uh, written by Jake Nile and Sam McClure um, about um, the magazine-style shows. Uh, that was mentioned in the article and about whether there was enough of those and how the AFL viewed that, and uh, that was part of that article uh, when it came to the, the Channel 7 uh, broadcast of footy. Um, while we're trying to get Greg Phillips up, uh, a couple of other things of note today from a news point of view. I spoke about, uh, we heard from Ray Chamberlain earlier, uh, who spoke about the, how the dissent from players has decreased substantially, speaking to Jerry Waitley today. He also uh, spoke about the arms out situation. Yeah, communication with any of these things is really important. And anything that's new is exactly that. And so whether it's the players evolving and learning, okay, cool, that type of this behaviour is no longer acceptable, and they've done that, they've shown that, one free kick only over the weekend, fantastic. Or whether it's the officials, our brethren, understanding how we, what are we looking for? What is the contextual application of this? What is the water level that the game's searching for? How do we communicate and articulate that effectively to illustrate it appropriately to all the stakeholders so we go, oh, okay, now we get that. So we're all growing and evolving. Ray Chamberlain, you also spoke about uh, how the umpires were tracking uh, through a pretty difficult time for them. The Carolyn Wilson article in The Age was a real eye-opener um, and it was actually, I think it's highlighted something that is a bit of a shame um, and a real disappointment uh, from how the AFL uh, are supporting them behind the scenes with the infrastructure afforded to them, or, or the lack thereof was a, a key component of that article, and Ray Chamberlain spoke about it. I heard, for the last two weeks, an enormous amount of noise. I've heard some commentary or statements that relate to inferring that umpires, if they didn't pay a dissent 50 or free kick, oh, it's a protest. There's no protest. We don't have placards. We are absolutely on board and aligned, rowing in the same direction. But as we discussed at the start, there's a myriad of factors that go into your job where your observation and attention is focused. But what I'm focused on mostly in relation to dissent, Jared, is the impact that this is now starting to have 
down the grades and seeing in terms of the game, not umpiring, the game, attracting more people to umpiring. And that was actually Ray Chamberlain speaking about the idea that umpires would rail against the decision. Apologies, uh, I went with the wrong audio there. Uh, we've tracked down Greg Phillips, which is an absolute treat, uh, and we're very grateful for his time. Greg, thanks so much for joining us on the Macca's Run. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Hey, um, I can only imagine, I mean, back in 2017, I, I, I remember Aaron, it was well reported that Aaron had agreed to be Port Adelaide's marquee signing. Unfortunately for Port Adelaide, they didn't get a team. Adelaide did. She's gone there and became uh, one of the, probably the most two significant players that the game has seen, herself and, and Daisy Pierce. She's a three-time premiership winner, two-time league best and fairest, um, has given her all, including injuries and, and time away from the game and family to the Adelaide Crows, but now gets to go and continue a legacy that through yourself um, with the eight premierships, the 343 games, uh, Hall of Famer, um, the, the, the father-son and now father-daughter is one of the greatest parts of our game. Family legacy and footy is just a beautiful, beautiful thing uh, about the best yeah. game in the world. How are you feeling today uh, about the decision? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Over the moon. Yeah, over the moon. Yeah, I can recall back in the 2017 when Paul were making a run trying to get into the competition and she had a photo and, and myself... Uh, with the Port Guernsey's on trying to, you know, hopefully that Port was going to get in and she was super excited to, um, uh, you know, to be able to, you know, hope and think that Port were going to get in it, but as they missed out and, uh, yeah, and thank God the Crows give her the phone call and, yeah, and, uh, yeah, she was a bit hesitant about playing for the Crows and I said, just go for it, you know, you always want it all your life and, um, yeah, from then on, uh, yeah, just had a couple of uh, real proud parents and my wife Julie and I and, yeah, she's really, uh, really worked hard at it. You know, it's a dream come true. You know, we can we can talk about it and about dreams come true playing footy, but you know, you hear the story of so many other girls that have played in AFLW that that have had it and got this chance now. So there's a lot of girls got a lot of good stories to tell. But yeah, but Aaron's got a really good one at the moment, and yeah, very proud of her. What does it mean uh, to you personally and to you guys as a family that? Um the Phillips name will continue on um, in this capacity with Port Adelaide? Yeah, look, um, I can honestly tell you when she'd finished playing with the Crows, you know, she was just that 50-50 because, um, you know, you sort of don't uh, get the opportunity to play in grand finals and, and, you know, to be to come into the new club with the Crows and to win, you know, play four and win three and make so many friends and, uh, you know, and they're such good girls. They bond together as a... a I can actually just watching that from the outside. You can see why they had success because they just they bonded as a as a group of girls as a, as a group of a team and um, and had it. So it was really hard for her to make that decision. She, you know, ring me up at any time of the night and ask. You know, she wasn't sure and and, uh, and I said, look, love, there's if you if you know if you feel as they want to go with the crows and stay in that there and uh, you know that's up to you. But it's, but if you know you do come back to port, that be a, another thing. But you're just got to be happy in what you do. You know you're 35 odd. You've got one or two years to go in. You can either and you've got to think of you know what are you going to be doing after footy. So I think port have given the opportunity to um, learn to do some few things. You know to be part of a club and see how it runs. And you know, there might be something for you know after he does finish footy, whether it be finishing a footy or. You know, helping at the club at some capacity. I'm, um, I'm sure she'll, you know, she'll look at that after. But uh, she was happy to, at the end of the make that decision. And yeah, I'm just proud. And she, she just said to me, "Dad, if I, you know, uh, you know, I hope I, you know, wear number 22." So 
uh, that you know that that just makes the dad feel proud, whether it be your son, daughter, or you know where someone's wearing number nine in the basketball or something like that. They, you know, they, my dad wore that number, or my mum wore that number. So she's kept in the family, yeah. And we just, yeah, we're just one big proud family at the moment, my wife and I. Uh, it is a beautiful story. Greg Phillips joining us, Port Adelaide legend. Um, Greg, in those moments where you where you're being asked for advice, yeah. Do, did you, you did you have to prepare yourself for it? Because I'm sure that there was every party saying, "Got to do it, got to do it, got to do it." But <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, how yeah. Did you temper that with just being supportive and 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 thinking through it logically. How how was yeah. that process for you personally? <laughs> yeah, no, was, well, she's that age now. Like um, like as you know, Aaron went went away on a ten or so odd years in, in the US playing basketball, and she was on her own over there making decisions and. Uh, going to Poland and places in Europe, playing and trying to make a living and that sort of thing. So I knew she'd always had a head, you know, head in the right spot about um, what she wanted to do and you know, and how she wanted to go about doing things. So uh, you know, now it's been married with, with, to Tracy with the kids. Um, but what I said, whatever you do, you know, you decide to do. You know, mm. you've got to you're living with Tracy and the kids. You've got to make sure that everyone's you know you all run the same boat. You all know what's going and. Um, you know, don't make a rush decision and think about it. And, and uh, you know, because there's got to be a lot of things, you know, you want to have in place for when, you know, when your footy, uh, footing days are uh, finished playing. So, yeah, I just encouraged her. She was um, up and down, up and down. But then I said, no, you and Trace will make the right decision. So that's, that was all good. So, and, yeah, I feel as though she's made the right decision. But uh, I let her and, and Tracy, she's old enough now to make her own yeah. decision. She's the one that's got to be happy Greg, footy is such a parochial thing, as you know, and you might have gone through something yep. similar when you made the decision to go to Collingwood um, when, when you did, which wouldn't have been an easy call. And I'm sure you had fans, no. you know, coming up to confront you and talk to you about the decision. She's given her all to the Adelaide Crows. You know, the, the three premierships, yep. they're the best team so far in the history of the competition. She's got two league medals. You know, she's sacrificed uh, body at times, time with the family, as I said, the, living in the caravan, I think, for two or three weeks in the lead-up to just yeah. so she didn't get COVID to play in the yeah. grand final. If a, if a Crows fan was to come to you and say, I'm really disappointed, I'm really upset, uh, we feel betrayed, what would you say yeah. to that fan? Uh, look, you, you have to you know, explain to them about you know, how she's... Um, uh, Oh, that she's loved the club for a start. She's made that very, and I've heard, of, I've heard of the passion that she loved. I said she's loved that, that club, and I said, sure, surely, you know, you'd be able to see that. I was a part of the Port Adelaide Football Club, and I suppose blood's thicker than water. So you always got to. I said you'd have to put yourself in the same position as me, and I'm, and I'm sure that you'd think you'd want the best for your daughter, and uh, or your son, or, or whoever. And um, you, you know, you'd have to say, look, there's, there's more to that playing footy. Uh, than one team, as we see today, they swap and go wherever. You know, you know, to, probably they run a sort of a financial ride. A lot of the men they can get better money, whatever. But while the women still start to uh, slowly get into the, the professional part of playing footy, um, I, I just think you've got to let the girls make the um, make the decision. And you know, yeah, look, it wouldn't wouldn't upset me if someone did get up. You know, didn't get upset. But I, I just think, first to myself, there's more to life than just devoting yourself just to one club anyway. Yeah, and it, it, it has that, does have that extra bit of spice, though, Craig, going from West Lakes <laughs> to Albany. Not done lightly. Not done lightly. Yeah, well, well, well I, can, I, can, I can tell you this. Um, 
Because I played with uh, Collingwood, then I left Collingwood, had some Collingwood gear. And then um, Amy, um, my middle daughter, married Sean Bergon at Hawthorne. So when I would go to go to Melbourne and watch Sean play, um, Amy would Amy would give me a Hawthorne top and, and scarf and all that sort of thing. So, and uh, Amy would say to me, Daddy, are you going to wear your top when you go to the game? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to wear it. She goes, well... If you don't wear it, you can catch the train because you're not coming with Sean tonight. So. <laughs> and you won't get any tickets to the footy. So, yeah, it turned out they won three premierships and they had three magnificent times, you know, celebrating, getting to know the people from Hawthorne and the, and the people off-field. And, yeah, it's a circle where you, um, especially in with family, that you just, yeah, you support your family in whatever sport they play and, yep. and whatever, you, whatever your child wants to play. So, yeah, look, I, I, I'm just happy. I, I, Probably really hasn't sung it, but I did see the number 22 uh, run out that would sort of bring back because Port Adelaide Magpies have lost that little bit of feeling like the, the days of Port now that we're in with power and mm. there's still not, you know, there's still that little feeling about SNFL or the power sort of thing. So, but, but the numbers don't change and the black and white uh, doesn't change. So I'll be, I'll be pretty, pretty proud when, when the day does come. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, well, you've answered my last question about how you'll be feeling when the day does come and she runs out for a first yeah. game. But what you haven't answered, what you did leave out there was, <laughs> I, I understand that you wore some Hawthorne gear when you were watching Sean play. Did you ever put an Adelaide Crows scarf on when Aaron was playing? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, got, I, got, <laughs> I got to admit, the, um, the, the Crows uh, have done it very, very well. I'm, you know, I sort of get the opportunity to see how they operated and how they went about looking after the girls and that. And yeah, they were um they were throwing shirts and scarves and shorts and and whatever about me and uh look and that's and you know, I copped a lot from the poor people saying, you know, you were I can't believe in the crows that it but if you look closely it's got a W in it, you know, the women's W the Crows women's football league, so but uh yeah, but um I am I'm, I'm sure any mum or dad that was following the kid and they had um and you weren't wearing the colours on the day supporting your not only your daughter or son but the, the whole team, which is which is the most important part about it. I, I you know, I'd, I'm sure people got to understand that without this. Hey, that's Greg. just the loving support that we give. Absolutely, and Greg, as I said before, the, the father son, father daughter, and what one day will be mother son, mother daughter is yeah. I think one of the greatest parts of our game. The, the family heritage, the legacy. Uh, and now this is another chapter in that and a, and a really big one for, for the Port Adelaide faithful and for the club as well. Um, yeah. Mate, thank you so much for sharing your, your, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions and all of it. Uh, and uh, yeah. enjoy round one uh, in the next season when it comes. I, I reckon it'll be a pretty darn special day. No, it's going to be good. It's, uh, I'm just glad that slowly now Phil's got nearly all the other teams, Hawthorne and so yeah. forth and that in the competition because we're really now sort of start to feel like a competition and and uh, yeah, I think the girls copped a fair bit of, uh, not so much bagging, but a little bit of criticism early, which is understandable. And I always, I always said to one, to people when they were putting the standard down a bit after the, you know, the first and second year, I said, this is a, uh, a ten-year program, and you know, this is now with six, seven. I think this is when you'll really start seeing some girls play some good football, and the skill level will pick up. You know, even though, you know, I said ten years, I reckon another three years will be even better again, without a doubt. Uh, absolutely, and, and these women have forged the past for the next to come after them, and it will get easier after that, mate. Uh, well said. Thanks for chatting. Great to talk to you. No worries, guys. No, thanks for the invite. Yeah, we're very proud, Dad. I've got, I got a wife that's even prouder.
Beautifully done. Uh, Greg Phillips with us uh, on the Macca's run. It's a wonderful story. Uh, obviously heartbreaking for Crows, but uh, I think everything that Aaron's given to that club, uh, they would begrudgingly uh, at first, but um, send her off with their very best uh, wishes. Um, there'll be an award, if not a couple, with her name on it, and that's all for what she was able to achieve with the Adelaide Crows, three premierships, two league medals. Uh, finish off, time for the My Maccas quiz. Uh, earn Marvel Stadium Corporate Suite Double Pass. Uh, if you don't mind, it is a very good prize. My Maccas Rewards has arrived. Earn points with every McCafe. Coffee run to redeem your favourites. Five questions. If you're there for the last and you get it right, you'll get that Marvel Stadium Corporate Suite Double Pass. one 736 736 on the Harcourt Open Line to have a crack. The Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. The Macca's Juicy Angus Beef and the Lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today. On SEN, The Macca's Run. Call now on 1300 736 736 for your chance to win. And run, run, run. Uh, got a Marvel Stadium corporate suite double pass to give away. Let's get to the first question because we are really running out of time. Michael in Hawthorne. G'day, Mick. Hey, how are you going? Good, thanks. Question one, Erin Phillips today announced uh, she's Port Adelaide's marquee women's signing head of their inaugural season. How many sample premierships did her dad, Greg, who we just spoke to, win at the club? I think it was eight. It certainly is. Uh, hang on, let me even do that one. Yep, there we go. True or false, since 2015, Maccas have sold over 247 million bacon and egg McMuffins. Uh, true? Yes. How many goals did the Swans kick in the last quarter of Monday's clash with Hawthorne? Is it A, 5, B, 9, or C, 20? 9. There please. we go. Uh, the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club this week barred players and officials from Russia. And which other nation from this year's Wimbledon? Uh, Russia and Belarus. Belarus. I'll take it. Bel- Bel- yes, yep. Belarus it is. Uh, for a clean sweep here, Michael. The Perth Wildcats this week missed the NBL finals for the first time in how many seasons? 35. Yes, that is a clean sweep. Wire to wire. Nicely done, Michael. You are getting that Marvel Stadium corporate suite double pass. Enjoy. Excellent. Thanks so much. That's Uh, terrific. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Stay on the line. Uh, Willem will get your details. Uh, Alex and Paran, who is up next, apologies, but Michael just really came in with a wet sail. It was undeniable. Uh, my Macca's rewards have arrived. Earn points with every McCafe coffee run to redeem your favourites. A couple of your texts uh, before we finish up and hand over to the lads from Talking City who are just limbering up and getting ready to roll uh, out the back. Um, off the text, uh, T-Dog uh, in Preston Beach, WA. I don't care who gets the broadcast right, but I'm intrigued to see what the figure is as the higher the bid, the more players will be paid and more coin to be spent on grassroots footy. And hopefully the umps might get a raise too. So that's a great answer. I was curious, uh, the everyday fan, is this something, the broadcast rights, that intrigues you? Are you invested in this story? Does it matter to you uh, at all? What's your buy-in um, to this, given that we're still two and a half years away from any change actually happening how closely are you following this? Um, Aaron, on the footage in the room. Sam, the footage in the rooms is too far for mine. I know fans expect all access, but surely we can wait for clubs to update the viewers. That's from Aaron in Stuart Hill about the Paddy McCartan vision. And it's the second time this year we've seen some vision um, of a player in, in a little bit of distress. Uh, off the text, uh, we already don't have a lot of games free to air. If you follow a club that has less supporters or interstate, then most of the games are on Fox footy, not seven. That's another one about... Uh, the AFL writes this one on the umpires. When the AFL own Marvel, how can the AFL umpires not have a home while Icon Park 
is rebuilt. Well, they are supposed to be at Marvel, but that's causing some issues for their even their one training session a week, which they're still only currently doing. Hard to imagine, isn't it? Billion-dollar game, and umpires are only able to train once a week, and yet we expect them to be perfect. Hey, uh, have a great, great rest of your Wednesday night. The boys from Talking City are up next. Thanks for all your calls, all your texts. means the world. Love your style. Um, this has been the Macca's Run. Earn rewards with every Macca's Run.